Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we open up a new bottle of Vino. Vino. Much needed because (laughs) this one. Today's topic is uh, one we've personally been avoiding for. We've actually avoided it this whole time. This whole time. We've known that we needed to do it. (laughs) And we were like, fuck, we have to just do it. We have to do it. And today we're talking about health insurance, but do not, do not tune out. Don't right turn now off. Because I know you don't know how it works because we didn't know how it I works. I didn't know how it works. We were very lost. <laughs> we were like, help, huh? Help. And it's purposely confusing. And we're going to be talking about how health insurance works, the difference between a PPO and an HMO and how to choose the right plan for you. Because yes. I'm telling you right now, you don't know shit about it. You don't. And also, <laughs> I'm just going to be very transparent. Like I fully rely as somebody with a life-threatening illness on health insurance, I don't know one fucking thing about how it works. I just pay the money, cross my fingers. I pay the money, <laughs> and I show up <laughs> to the appointment. Truly. So we're going to, so don't think that this is going to be too complicated for no, you. No, we're going to be drinking We're breaking wine. it down. It's going to be, it's going to be okay. Yes. And it's going to be fun. We're going to make it fun. We're going to make we it fun. We found ways to make this real fun. Yes. Um, Natalie, what are we drinking? And it literally looks like something from the medieval times. I'm going to show this on my camera. Maybe we'll put this on the Instagram. It's a very interesting looking bottle. It, it's a little almost phallic. Well, it's like there's like vines that are covering the side of the of the wine um, bottle, but it looks like veins. It looks a little veiny. Like a little veiny, um, <laughs> but it also looks like a medieval. It looks like it's um, out of Game of Thrones. Yeah, what it's, is it called? It's called the Lost Eden Red Blend of 2018. Lost Eden Red Blend, and it is a product of the country of Georgia. Oh, is that in wow. Africa? Um, no, that's in Europe. Okay, that is a European country. That's my bad. Um, <laughs> so we're just gonna. Go ahead and give it a little. Oh, wow. it sounds good. You know, also I made a mistake because I'm wearing a white sweatshirt, and you're, we have a We're red wine. A wed, oh, a oh, wed wine. <laughs> also, the, it doesn't have a cork. It has a. I don't even I don't, know. I don't know. I'm confused. It's really confusing. I'm confused. I'm excited though. It looks like a, it looks like it's gonna be interesting. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to our health. Can I just say, speaking of my health, I made a mistake. Wowza, I'm sorry. I just took a sip and whoa, what is happening? (laughs) What? 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 We're going to circle back on that. We'll read it at the end. But I just have to say, because first of all, I'm ashamed. Oh, no. Of what I'm about to tell you. Oh, no. But it's kind of related to healthcare, and I feel like it kind of works. The other day, I was at CVS. What did you do? And Corinne knows this. I don't know if literally another soul on earth knows this, except for my cousin, Carrie. Every once in a while, I like to just really be complete, complete trash. And I like to get an energy drink. I hate your energy drinks. And I don't do it all the time. Usually a road trip. Yeah. But, you know, I thought I kept seeing on, I'm so ashamed. TikTok. Oh god. That the youths were drinking bang no, cotton candy. <laughs> I have something to say after this. I have something to say after this. That the Trump supporter company because no, no. I learned that in the 
aftermath. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm feeling wild today. Yeah. I'm just going to try it. I also love cotton candy. I love the flavor. I'm disgusting. Okay. <laughs> so I thought, fuck, all right, I'm just going to try it. I shit you not. I drank a quarter of it and I thought I was on actual meth. Yeah. No, I was the- about to gouge my own eyes out. Yeah. It was horrible. I had to dump the whole thing out. I thought, I'm going to have to go to the hospital. I'm on amphetamines. <laughs> it was the worst experience, and I do not recommend it. Okay, well, you know what's really funny is I was at CVS, and these two little boys came in and went and got bangs. I'm not kidding. These kids were 10 years old. Nope. And they go up to this. There's this black lady checking out, and she's like, okay, how old are you guys? Are you supposed to be drinking these? And the little boy's like, yeah, no, it's it's fine. My mom said I could. And they were like, she was like, really? I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to bring these up for you. It's not having it. She I was wish like, that are lady you fucking said kidding to me? me? Ma'am, ma'am, do you want to go to the hospital today? Because you're going to if you drink this. It was unbelievable. I'm glad that I can't drink very fast because if I had drank the whole thing, I don't know what would have happened to me. I don't mess with energy drinks at all. Not, I, I mean, you learned a valuable. I learned a valuable. <laughs> now, I, there's only one energy drink I could drink. It is the Monster Zero Sugar, and I love it. The grape one, specifically. But, yeah, the bang cotton candy, I cannot co-sign. <laughs> unless you're trying to die. Because, oh, my God. Now I'm worried about what happened to those children. What oh. happened to them? They probably flew into a different dimension. <laughs> That's how I felt. I thought, I feel insane. I feel unhinged. I feel out of orbit. <laughs> it was horrible. So anyways. Oh, anyways. I'm, I, I'm glad that you felt safe enough to confide in me and the podcast. I wanted to just air it out. I had yeah. to tell somebody. Yeah. Because I felt it was a low point. It was a low point. Yeah. If it was me, I would literally be in the hospital. Do and- I have a psychiatric evaluation this week? Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Well, now you're going to have to pay for that with your health, with my health insurance. <laughs> and let's um, bring it on let's, back. Let's, let's, let's get into it. Let's, let's get into it. And guys, again, we are literally non-experts. We're at the same level of... Don't, We're just trying to figure this shit out. Don't know what it is. Also, don't didn't give that much of a fuck to know about what it is, but no. now we have to. But now we have to. And now that Corinne and I have done all the research and put this all together, I feel... I feel As empowered. we always do, I feel more empowered. I feel like, hey, I finally actually kind of get this. Yes. So, here so we yes, that's, that's a, again, why we chose the topic. So, Nat, here's a question that I have. Yeah. Do I have to have health insurance? Aha. 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 So, for the <laughs> most part, yeah. For the most part, yes, you do. So, with the adoption of the Affordable Care Act, mm-hmm. ACA, also known as Obamacare. Yep. Um, if you were to be uninsured, you would be hit with a penalty fine on your taxes called the Federal Individual Mandate Penalty. Mm, we're going to need con to explain that one. Yeah, day. seriously. So basically, they said everybody has to be insured. If you're not insured, you get a federal pine. A federal oh, pine. pine. <laughs> federal fine. I cannot today. Um, and beyond that, you would also have to pay out of pocket for all of your healthcare expenses. Mm. Um, however, as of 2018, the federal penalty has kind of been phased out. And now it's more of a, each state has a mandate for if they're going to penalize um, their oh. people and how much it will be. So it's kind of a state by state thing right now. Okay. And also, 
kind of, cause I always wondered why do people not want health insurance? Right. That right. was always a big thing that I didn't get when, when Obamacare came out and everybody was like, Oh my God, I where they're forcing us on health insurance. And I didn't get it. Cause I thought, wouldn't you want health insurance? Right. So basically the way health insurance works is essentially everyone puts all their money into a large pot. Okay. And then if emergency strikes, if, and when money's taken out of that pot to help you pay for your medical bills. And so that's why some people don't like to be forced into it because they feel like I'm a healthy person. I never get sick. Why am I paying all this money for me never to have health care, but for mm. some other person that, you know, breaks their leg? I am essentially paying for them. Yeah, those right? people clearly don't have an anxiety disorder like me because I can think of 1,000 <laughs> ways that I could get injured or get sick. Yes. So, but yeah, that's kind of the thing that people don't want to do. They're like, well, I shouldn't be paying for pediatric dentistry when I don't even have a kid. You know, um. so that's kind of that's kind of a why. But essentially, yes, you you do need to have it in America. Yes. OK. And Nat, did you know that medical bills are the leading cause of consumer debt and related financial problems in Amer- in America, like bankruptcy, home foreclosure? So basically all those people who are like, Mm-mm, yeah, yeah, it's probably best to be insured. Yes, because even if you have insurance, a lot of the times your medical expenses are absolutely insane. I mean, they're insane. We had a friend who had to go to the hospital a few months ago. Oh yeah, what was it? She she had a headache. It was a migraine. She it was just migraine. like a really insane migraine and her hospital bill uninsured. It was like 150000 or something? Yeah, unshocking. Like, shocking. yeah, so when you think about how much you be paying a month, like, yeah, maybe you won't use it this year, not next year, not even the next year, but when you do need to use it, it will, I mean, you could lose your home if you didn't have it. Yes. So, and beyond that, I think the thing with insurance that people are always like, oh, I don't know, is that it's a gamble. You might pay a huge premium and never, ever get injured. And people don't like that kind of gamble. You know what I mean? No, but like it's part of the human condition. Like you, at some point you are going to, you're going to need it. Maybe when you're 95 and you're, you know, yeah, some point. We think insurance is a good idea, but tell us, Corinne, how does health insurance work? Uh, Give it to me very basic, but break it down. In very, very basic terms, which we literally had to Google how to figure this out, (laughs) you pay a monthly premium fee to an insurance company, which reduces the costs associated with whatever the risk is. Like, for example, like, you know, an excessive medical bill from a sickness or an injury, um, that, that cost will be reduced based on, you know, paying this monthly premium to the insurance company. Right. And speaking of insurance companies, there are two types of health insurance in America, public and private. So public insurance is government assisted. So, you know, we've all heard Medicare, Medicaid, and CHIP, which is like the child health care I can't remember. Protection. IP. Yeah. Benevolent. That one's for children. <laughs> and then private is what most people have. So Aetna, Blue Cross, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. Um, and those are usually issued via your employer or you purchase them on your own. And your premium, so like the premium, this cost that you're paying is, it's kind of based on a few factors. So your age, your location, your smoking habits, but actually it's not based on your health status. Health insurance companies must provide the same rates and coverage to everyone, or so they say, right. but they're not supposed to take into account any of your previous health problems or your status. Pre-existing condition. Yes. So I just need to put a pin in this. Okay. 
we've mentioned premium several times. Please explain. We, we, what love, is a premium? we love a definition. Love a definition. We, yeah. Premium is the amount of money charged by your insurance company for the plan you've chosen that is usually paid on a monthly basis. And you must pay your premium to keep your coverage active, regardless of if you use it or not. So basically, it's just like the monthly fee that you're paying your insurance company, okay. whether or not you're using the services in that It's month. your bill, basically. It's your bill. It's your bill. It's how much it costs every month. Right. Okay, so the let's... End. <laughs> and Finn. And because we just did a definition, I think we should do a couple more. We need a little definition. So let's let's break down a couple more of these little... It's a vocab lesson. It's vocab with Nankarin. Vocab with Nankarin. So first of all, a copay. We've heard it before, heard but let's it a define it. Times. A copay is a flat fee correlated with routine visits. So like if you go to the doctor, you go in, you pay them 25 bucks or whatever. Some, some insurances, it's a $0 copay, you know, whatever. Yeah. And you pay them directly at the doctor's office or sometimes they'll bill you after. I personally always just pay it when I'm there. Yeah. I don't want to. It's always like, it's, it's like 15 It's always like 15 bucks or something. Yeah. But yeah, those are like kind of set flat rates that, that that's just how much it costs yeah. from your insurance company. Yeah. So I want to do bring in somebody a little bit early to okay. kind of help explain this. Yes, because we're going to get a little more complicated. It's getting now. a little complicated, and I feel like it might be helpful if we have someone that we're following their journey. Yeah. And so we're going to bring in our hottie of the week early. Mm-hmm. We will explain why he is chosen at his at the time. But our hottie of the week is Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Who is Spider-Man, if people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, really cool because my dad is filming with him in this moment. Oh, right now? As we speak. Oh, my God. And he's loving it. He's a great guy. Anyways, so we're going to bring in Tom Holland. Tom Holland, you know, he's a Brit, but now he's in America. He's going to need some American health insurance. Yeah. He's going to get himself and into Spider-Man. I mean, he, he, you get in all kinds of risky situations. You need health insurance. Oh, yeah. He needs it. So he's going to get in a little sitchy. Now it's going to do some definitions, and then I'm yes. going to explain how the sitchy applies to her definitions. All right. So number one, a deductible. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I did not really know what a deductible was. (laughs) I just didn't. So here we go. The deductible is just the amount of money that you have to pay each year before your insurer pays. So the health insurance company. Right. So basically like you have to meet a... It can be in somewhere like $200, $500, $1,000 that you have to pay out of pocket first before they start. Before they're like, okay, now we'll help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Next is coinsurance which I had actually never heard of. Yes. <laughs> and this is the percentage that you are responsible for after the deductible. So basically how your bill is split between you and your insurer. So a lot of the times, even with health insurance, you still have to pay something, however much, even after your deductible. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Then there's the out-of-pocket maximum, which is the maximum amount paid each year out-of-pocket. Once you reach your out-of-pocket maximum, your insurer must pay the rest of your bill, and that includes your deductible and your co-insurance. Okay. Does that that check out? Yeah, and if it doesn't, let's bring Tom Holland. Let's bring in Tom. So he's been um, practicing for the upcoming Spider-Man movie. He's doing a little parkour. Yeah. Naturally. He, yeah. And he jumped off, you know, a rail and now he's broke his foot. Poor Tom. Yeah. Poor, poor little Tommy. So he goes to his health insurance to get it all, you know, fixed. Or he goes to the hospital, gets it all fixed up, gets the bill. It's $100,000. Right. But Tom's deductible before he, his insurance will bounce in is 500. So he's got to put 500 in, you know, okay. cash. There we go. Now 500. He's, now he's Gucci. 
right? Right. Now his insurer is going to start helping him pay that $99,500 left. Yes. So the co-insurance is the percentage that they're going to cover. Of that. So like- Oh, no, no, no. So the, no, the co-insurance is the amount that you have to pay. So let's say your insurance company is going to cover 80% of that $99,500. That rest that you have to pay is the co-insurance. Okay. Your responsibility. Your responsibility. The co-insurance is your responsibility. Your In responsibility. In this case, Tom's. Yes. It's basically how they're going to split up that bill, that $99,500. Yeah. Okay. But then here's another part. Tom is only responsible <laughs> for, let's say his out-of-pocket maximum is 5000 Okay. So even if the bill, however it's split, you know, he only has to pay oh, five thousand of it, mm-hmm. and after five thousand, doesn't matter. It, he's out. Like the, insurance can't be like you still owe twenty percent. No, 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 no. Out of pocket maximum. He's already maxed this he's, shit out. He's maxed out, and now the insurer must pay the rest of the bill. Aha! Wow. And that is how so Tom much, Holland fixed his foot. And that is how <laughs> Tom Holland fixed his broken foot, and only paid his 5, deductible. 000? His co-insurance, and, and he the, met his out-of-pocket maximum. There we go. There wow. we go. Zowie. Isn't that fun? That is so fun. <laughs> so now let's get into how to pick the right insurance plan, because I know there is a metal system There's a here metal system. in the U.S. of A. And when we say metal, we mean like at the Olympics. Yeah. We mean we need li- bronze. We mean <laughs> silver. We mean gold. We mean platinum. platinum. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to need you <laughs> to break them down. Okay, so I did the research on this. So each, so most, I think all, maybe all health insurance companies have these tiers for their plans, right? And so each plan has an actuarial value. Don't panic. Do not, you're not lost. You're not behind. You don't need to Google anything. It's basically the percentage of the cost paid by the insurer each year. Like we said, Tom Holland, how much of that bill they're going to cover? Is it 80%? Is it 90% of the bill they're going to cover? That is the actuarial value. Okay. So this is how it's broken down. If you get a bronze plan, your health insurance company is going to cover 60% of your bill. Okay. If you get a silver plan, that's 70. Gold is 80. Platinum is 90% of the bill. Okay. But there's also um, these things called catastrophic plans that are only available to people under 30 or people with extreme hardship um, exemptions. So like filing for bankruptcy or being homeless and they don't cover, these type of plans don't cover like routine expenses, like the doctor's visits or the prescription costs or any of that. But they do cover, um, like if you were to get into an accident or something, these are people who can't um, afford to be on a plan like this, mm-hmm. but they still need to be covered. Some God forbid, like the worst case scenario. Um, it's a very high risk option, but it's an option nonetheless. Okay. Wow. That really makes a lot of sense. Yep. I <laughs> am personally on the platinum plan. I think I'm on it too. I hope so. I am on the platinum plan because when I was researching health insurance for myself, actually, I shouldn't say that. My mom did like 90% My of the mom work does this because for me as I well. was <laughs> crying all the time. I was like, I don't understand. So she really helped me. But the platinum plan that I had, it was because I have to buy insulin, which is like a whole thing in America as well. And so if I was on the platinum plan, my insurance cost was a lot higher, but my pump, I have insulin pumps, I've got Dexcom, it's like a whole thing. 
So if I went with like, let's say the bronze plan, my monthly fee would be lower, but my prescriptions would be way higher. Yes. So you definitely want to kind of, if you have a prescription that you get all the time or something, definitely check and like look to see under that plan, under that tier, what it would cost. Yeah. Because you can do that when you're kind of shopping around. It's important to know when choosing between the metals that they don't affect the quality of your care. They don't affect the prescriptions like that you can get or whatever. It's mainly just how your monthly fee is going to work into your overall plan for yourself. And and how much they're going to cover of your medical bills. Exactly. So the final thing that you need to kind of factor in with the metal plan is the type of plan. And there are four. There are HMOs, EPOs, HEPOs, and POSs. Which literally I would, when I would call to make doctor's appointments, I'd be like, are you HMO or PPO? I'd be like, uh, 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 I, I would usually just guess and then hope that. I think I've said both at I'm one like, point. I'm uh, like, um, HMO. Uh, and then I call PPO? back, like, I think I'm PPO. I'm, uh, or ah. then sometimes I'd be like, oh, I'm PPO. And they'd be like, oh, thank God. And then I'd say, because uh, then I thought, oh, shit, if I'm actually HMO, I don't really know. I have no idea. <laughs> well, we did the research to figure out the difference between this if people don't know it, because we had I didn't no know. fucking idea. Um, <laughs> I thought it had whatever. <laughs> Just explain. <laughs> okay. So there are the four types, HMO, EPO, PPO, POS. So an HMO, HMO and EPOs, they're actually the strictest types of plans. So they only cover in-network costs. And a network is basically like a network of hospitals and clinics that your health insurance company has a contract with. Right. So it's like you can't choose the doctor. Like if you're like, oh, this doctor seems really cool, but they're not in-network and you you have an HMO, you can't go to that doctor. No, you can't. And here's also the kicker. All healthcare received with an HMO must be coordinated through a primary care physician. So it really centers Mm. on having a primary care physician. So if you have to go see like a specialist or like get an x-ray, you can't make that. You have to be like referred out. Yes. You have to Uh go to your primary care doctor. They have to refer you then to somebody. You can't just kind of freely make appointments for Yes, yeah, so they're, that's why they're the most HMOs and EPOs are the most restrictive. So I was thinking, like, why would you why would you choose this yeah, type why? of plan? It. it doesn't make sense. Is it more well, cost effective? Yeah, they're generally oh. cheaper than other plans. Plus, they will always always cover a true medical emergency, even if it's out of network. So, oh, okay. like, you know, if you have to take a, an ambulance to the a doctor that's not, you know, whatever, they, they will cover it, but it is generally cheaper than other plans. Okay. So the next one is the PPO, which obviously I've heard all the, I've heard a lot, don't know what it is. Uh-huh. I think I have it, but. <laughs> Fairly positive I have I'm it. pretty sure I have this one, but I didn't really know what it was. Um, so with the PPO, you can visit any provider without a referral, both inside and outside of your health insurance network, which gives you a lot of flexibility. Mm-hmm. However, the overall costs of a PPO are usually higher and out of network care will always be more expensive. Even if they cover some of the costs, you'll still have to be paying a lot more out of pocket, but at least you have the option Mm -hmm. to go see someone out of network. Right. Which is honestly so nice to be able to choose your own doctor. Mm -hmm. It's such a luxury. 
Yes. And then, so the last one, I've covered the HMO, the EPO, the PBO. Last one is the POS. POS. And they are a mix between an HMO and a PPO. So like a PPO, they cover out of network healthcare, but like an HMO, they center around that primary care physician. So you still got to get referred. You still got to have that extra step. So they are less expensive than PPOs, but they are more expensive than HMOs. And that is a POS. Now, what about the C3POs? <laughs> How long have you been waiting to make Like 20 seconds. Like right when you started in with POS and then it was HMO, PPO, PPO. And I thought C3PO. That's where my brain went. <laughs> Anyways, back to reality. Okay, so back to... <laughs> the topic here. <laughs> what about pre-existing conditions? Yeah, you because know all about this. I know about girlfriend. this because I have a severe one. <laughs> so before Obamacare, aka the Affordable Care Act, mm-hmm. before that was passed, you could be charged more or just fully denied insurance entirely if you had a pre-existing condition, asthma, diabetes. Wow, that's me. Even pregnancy. Pregnancy counted Are as a pre-existing condition. Insane. It's insane. Cancer. They could just be like, mm, no, you're too expensive. No. What? I know. Isn't that insane? But that became illegal with the uh, passing of the Affordable Care Act. So you cannot be discriminated against now if you have a pre-existing. I mean, this is even like for children. Like yeah. children with asthmatic children wouldn't get. That seems archaic to me. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we're going to look back on this conversation in like 40 years and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> so so that, that's great. If you have a pre-existing condition, you can, you will not be discriminated for that. Yes. Which is awesome. So how do you then get health insurance if you know all about it, you've done all your research, how do you actually go get how do you it? get it? So for the most part, employers will provide you with health insurance. That's mm-hmm. um, generally when you get a new job. It's like the benefits. You get their yeah. health insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other good news is that you can be on your parents' health insurance until you're 26 years also, old. Also, thanks to Obama, he did that. Thank you. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> until you're 26. So also, even if you're married and moved out of your parents' house or no longer claimed as a dependent on their tax returns, you still can be on their insurance. And I think that's pretty much what everybody does at this point. Yeah. You just kind of chill on their insurance till you're 26 and then you, what they call age out. And then you find your own, find your own stuff or you just get it through your, your employer. Yeah. I think a lot of people get in through their employer, but me and you, obviously we don't have an employer. Employed so. By me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you can use healthcare.gov to find adequate healthcare. If you're looking for it, I will link it in the show notes. So I think it's really important to know that unless you apply for Medicaid, which is mm-hmm. like the government's low income health insurance plan, you can only apply for health insurance during this very small window of time called open enrollment. Yes, which I when I was aging out, I was so confused by open enrollment. I thought, what? I can only get health insurance on this. Ugh, I don't get it. What? And then I would call my mom and I'd be crying and then You're she'd right. be like, I'll help you. Yeah, so it's, it's really confusing. So open enrollment is from November 1st to January 31st. That's when you can apply for new benefits. You can upgrade your plans. You can do all this stuff during that time, even through your employer's insurance. So outside of those dates, you can only apply for health insurance within 60 days of a major life event. Like you said, aging out of your 
parents' health insurance. That counts. It counts as a major uh, health, yeah. uh, major life event. So um, moving to a new state, getting married, having a baby, involuntarily losing your job. You can't quit your job and then say it's a <laughs> right. life event and try to get health insurance. Right. Um, no, it has to be involuntarily losing it. So you can't you can apply within 60 days of that outside of the enrollment, which is uh-huh. November 1st to January 31st. Okay. So in the event that you are listening and you are 24, 25, maybe you're 26 and you're like, oh shit, I'm coming up on this and I don't really know where to begin. Or if you just became Mm -hmm. self-employed after losing a full-time W-2 job, you can use COBRA, which I'm Mm. sure you've heard if you're 26 phasing out. And COBRA is the Consolidated Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act. Wow, I'm so proud of you. Wow, wow. So basically, COBRA allows you to continue on your parents' previous employer's coverage until you're able to find a new plan. On you or your parents' previous. Right, exactly. So in the event that you lost your W-2 job that you had health insurance, you can apply for COBRA. And then also, if you're 26 and your parents have it, you can apply for COBRA. But it's the same situation. So let's say you're 25, you're about to be 26. You have to to notify your parents' employers within 60 days of turning 26. And you tell them that you want to activate COBRA benefits. So then they're going to give you a little kind of buffer Mm -hmm. so that you can stay on their insurance even though you've aged out until you find your new plan. Yeah. Wow. Very important. Because I remember, I'm not even going to lie right now. I'm just going to tell you what happened. (laughs) And when I was phasing out, and again, I'm a little more complicated because I have health problems. So my dad kept saying, just like do Cobra, just do Cobra. And I'm like, I cannot ask this man what Cobra is. (laughs) He's like, why are you doing Cobra? And I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, sir. (laughs) And I felt like I can't ask him either. He's going to be like, how did you, how have you gone this long without getting your thumb stuck in your eye socket? Well, that's the whole thing with everything we talk about. It's like this stuff is not taught anywhere. No. How would you know what Cobra is? I would have no, I still didn't know what Cobra was until the other day. You do paintings. I'm a, yes, I am qualified (laughs) literally to paint stuff. So like, (laughs) why would you know what Cobra is? I wouldn't know what Cobra was. (laughs) So, but now I know, and it makes a hundred percent sense. And I didn't have to do it because my mom really came through for me and helped me figure it out. That is what Cobra is. And that's how you get health insurance. And that's, that's what health insurance is. And you know what? What? I bet, is Tom Holland 26 or not? He's actually 24. So see, our, our friend Tom, he's going to either have to go on Cobra. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to start looking at his options. He's going to start, yeah. And he's going to, and he needs to do 60 days. He's going to have to listen to this episode ASAP. Tom, it's- if you're listening, don't <laughs> let 60 days lapse because you're not going to get those Cobra bennies. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, we hope you guys understand more about health insurance, what a PPO, HMO is, how and when you can apply for health insurance, and you feel less confused about the whole process and like the lingo and what is copay, deductible, all that. I feel so much better that I feel confident. I feel so much more confident. And I honestly feel like if somebody I knew, although everybody I know now is above the age of 26, but if I knew somebody who was about to lose it, I could be like, aha, here's what we're going to do. 60 days, two months before your birthday, X, Y, Z, bam, bam, bam. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. (laughs) You want to look at the different plans. You want to look at the different metal tiers. Mm -hmm. Let's circle back on the lost Eden 
red blend, blend that we've been drinking. And we've already introduced our hottie of the week, who is Tom Holland. But should we actually go into more detail as to why we chose him? So... Tom Holland to me is less of a hottie. Of she the wanted week. to call him a cutie of the week. He's like the cutie of the week, but you know, uh, he he is such an incredible dancer. He's a jack of all trades. He's really there. a jack of all trades. Yeah, he's a jack of all tr- trades. Um, and we didn't know. I think you might not know that he. This man can dance. He can in a very real way. Dance. I can understand why he was chosen for Spider Man because this man has the most. agile. He's very agile. Yeah. And, and he's got cakes for days. Oh, he does? Yeah, in that little suit. Oh, I've yeah. seen him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well, there's this video of Tom Holland that we will absolutely blast out on yeah. our platform yes. where he um, fully committed to Lip Sync Battle and performed Rihanna's Umbrella as a woman. Uh, but he was in a French-made dress, I believe. <laughs> some, right? type of, some type of... Some type of dress. And was in the full rain, and he gave it an 11. He gave it he a... He took it to a 12. He committed so much to that. It is possibly one of my favorite things... It might be your favorite video ever. ...of all time. She shows it to is, a lot of people. Is Tom Holland performing this this routine to mm-hmm. Rihanna's Umbrella. And for that reason alone, he's the hottie of the week. For that, solely that reason, yeah. he is the hottie of the week. Yeah. Absolutely. And for others, but really that. But really that. <laughs> so, okay, the Lost Eden Red Bun... <sighs> It is one to Tom like, Holland. It is like nothing I've ever really tasted. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that's why they, I mean, it is a red blend. It feels like it was actually put into a blender. I'm like, is it juice? <laughs> is it wine? What is it? it? Like, is it Gatorade? <laughs> is it Gatorade? Am I getting electrolytes from this? It is extremely fruity. Is that are there's you almost that? like no, yeah? There's almost like no alcohol taste, really. There's a, it's thirteen percent alcohol by volume. I I I am at a loss for words from Lost Eden. Okay, I'm gonna read the back of the. I'm gonna read the back of this. Okay, just just to see. It says from the birthplace of wine, taste expressive notes of black fruit, balanced, smooth, and rich. You may just taste the passion for tradition with the love of family and the warmth of a welcoming people. What? <laughs> this is very confusing. <laughs> Inviting you to come. Wow. Whoa. This is a phallic yeah, bottle. Say, that is very phallic. <laughs> As I'm gripping it. Yikes. Huh. Ooh. Interesting. Okay. What? So it's a foreign wine. It is a European wine from Georgia. I can't tell if I like it or if I'm just not used to it. It's very interesting. I will say that. I'm going to say I don't like it because it's hard for me to drink. It's kind of hard. It smells like... It's hard to drink. It smells like a medicine. Don't sniff it. Don't sniff it. It smells like a medicine. It smells like nail polish remover. I'm getting some sort of fruity... Mm. Fruity... Okay, let me get... You know like Tylenol when you're a kid? Like grape... Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like lean. <laughs> if you put Sprite in this, I think you've got lean, essentially. <laughs> Tell me, you give me first. I'm going to give it a four. A four. I'm going to give it a... I'm sorry, you guys. This is the hardest we've ever had to deliberate. I know. I'm, I know. It's so bizarre. It's the weirdest thing I've ever tasted. I'm going to give it like a five and a half. Oh. <sighs> 
gosh. Okay. Because so on the one hand, it's it's also really sweet. Okay, so it's a 4.75. 4.75. 4. 4.75 out of... Honestly, though, I would say I'm... I almost want people to buy this just to experience it. I would love it. people to drink it and let us know what you think. I'll, I'll link it in the I'm show intrigued. notes, the Lost Eden Red Blend. It is very confusing. The bottle is confusing. The taste is confusing. Mm-hmm. It really throws your senses for a loop. <laughs> it does. It does. Imagine your senses were on... Um, like uh, some sort of roller coaster. I was going to say, yeah. You know what it feels like your senses... Like X2 at Magic Mountain. No, it feels like your senses is going through um, It's a Small World. Because yeah. it's like, is this fun or You're is like, this fucking I- scary? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Am I tripping yes. the fuck Am out? Am I? Like, or is this kind of cute? Or is this <laughs> relaxing? Yeah. I'm like, hmm. And then even when you're out of the ride, you're like... I guess I could go on it again, or I don't have to. <laughs> or I don't ever want to ever again. Yeah. Great analogy, Corinne. So yeah, let's. we're going to give it a 4.75 out of Tom Holland, which is fair. Mm, fair. <laughs> okay, so this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, and this week we're bringing back Unpopular Opinion, and mine is so unpopular that She's I'm afraid. scared to share it. You share it first because then it'll... It'll give me direction on which one I'll no, say. No, you're going to go first because I've done things and then you cop out and I, and I... No, I never cop out. I have like four in my head, but it's just like on theme. <sighs> I always get in trouble when I do this. Okay, so my unpopular opinion is really unpopular. And, and if you're driving your car, hold your, hold your oh. steering wheel tight. <laughs> do not operate machinery. <laughs> <laughs> I think The Office, the show, oh. is okay. Oh, okay. I don't. I think, can respect that. I don't think it's like I, I have so many other comedies that I love so much more. Uh huh. I could watch an episode, I'd laugh, but I don't think it's like the, the thing about the Office. I can understand this. Maybe it's not even that I don't think it's the greatest. I can respect it as the greatest, but I, I personally, I'm like, it's mm. not for you. No, it's not that it's not for me. I'm neutral to it. Neutral. Okay. See, because my thing with the Office. And I, I began watching The Office as a young child. Like, when it first came on TV. I watched every season. I went through the whole journey. I still love the show. I If it's on... I, although I think it's not on Netflix anymore. Hmm. But I do love it. But I think the thing with The Office that's weird, and I've also noticed, especially on dating apps with men, is that it's a it's another personality trait yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like the pizza thing. Yeah. It's not a that's personality my, to I like The Office. I think that's my bump to it. It's like, I'm like, oh, I, I like it, but I don't identify it with, with it as my, to my right. soul. And there's only so many times that somebody can say Bears beats Battlestar Galactica before you're like, okay. See, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, that was, <laughs> it was like funny in 2007. But it's like, are we still doing this, men on Hinge? Are we still doing this? Because I feel like it's tired. Yeah. But I still love the show, love the characters, and love the careers that it launched for oh, people. Oh, I, I love all of that. I yes. just think it's... Uh, I get where you're... Okay. I get it. I get it's, where you're coming from. It's good. It's not great. Okay. So that leads me to my unpopular opinion. I could do one that is entertainment-based, but it might not be as controversial and i feel like you you're feeling I like this was controversial on the line. <laughs> this one feels kind of controversial even though i don't see it that way personally i 
don't really get pasta. I don't really like it. Are you talking about the food? The food. You know, people love Hmm. pasta, and I can't really say that I do. Here's the thing. You're talking to the right person here because I'm an avid... You love pasta. No, I love pizza. Yes, you do. Pizza, I would say, is a personality trait for me. Yeah. For sure. So I get it. If I had to do a pizza-pasta debate, pizza all day, fuck pasta. But... It is comfy. Yes, yeah, I don't. But maybe because you've been gluten free for so long. Could be. There was only one time where I ate a pasta, and I was like, "This just changed my life." It's really all about the sauce. You have to get the right it's sauce. It's the sauce. Yeah. But I did have a man in Vegas at the Giada restaurant, mm. and he made me fresh gluten free pasta. Oh wow! And How then, sweet. Oh, I cried. But I remember his name was little. Rocco. And I literally thought, I'm going to name a child Rocco <laughs> because this man just did that for me. And it did bring tear to my eye, tears to my eyes. But like, other than that, yeah, I would take, I might be digging myself a bigger grave. If you say a salad over I it, I'm going to lose my... I would eat a salad over the pasta. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't like pasta really. Hmm. It's hard to make good at home. Or, like, feel special at home because it's just, like, a can of tomato sauce with, like, yeah. Yeah. Eh, not not for me. You know what's really funny? Joe did, grew up not having pasta, and we've he's just discovered it through dating with me. Dating, oh, ding, dating. ding, ding. We haven't mentioned Joe yet. Oh, yeah, he's here right at the <laughs> there end. There's Joe. And he's obsessed with it. He's, like, he literally, we had it the other night, and he's, like, I can't believe my parents never made this for me. And his mind is blown. And he's been making you some sort of, hasn't he been making you, oh, no, it's a ratatouille. He makes me a ratatouille. Right, which right, is right. which is over a bed of pasta noodles, which is over noodles. But um, anyways, it's new for him, so he's his mind is blown by pasta. What would be your like if you could only have one pasta? Gonna be? Can I go kind of wild with it? Yeah, of course. The best pasta I ever had. I went to Tuscany. I was in the countryside. I had <sighs> fresh ragu pasta. I'm not kidding. They killed that cow on sight. I believe it. And I had that ragu. It was I, and the sun was setting, and I thought. <gasps> I can die peacefully. See, here, okay. That is I'm putting a fork here. that will change your life. I'm putting a fork in, in my statement because I have never been to Italy. Mm. And when we go to Italy, because I know we're going. Oh, well, we're going. Because now we have a list miles long <laughs> because we haven't been to fucking travel for a year. I think I could actually eat the pasta in Italy because they oh, have all kinds of weird shit in their wheat over there. And I bet it could turn me oh, into a pasta lover. Oh, for sure. When we go, I'm gonna we're, I'm gonna drive you out to the Tuscan countryside, and we're gonna have some fresh ragu. I'm gonna make sure that thing is killed this morning, <laughs> right then and there. <laughs> and we're gonna have a glass of not this wine, absolutely not, <laughs> not this wine. And we're gonna just have the best time. And I can't wait. I love. And that I for think us. It, it will change your opinion on pasta. But I understand okay. where you're coming from. Yeah, not not for me. So anyways, <laughs> anyways, if you guys have any questions you want us to answer, anything that you're too embarrassed to ask your dad or any life, yeah, any life <laughs> topics you guys have, feel free to DM us at am I doing this right pod. Email us am I doing this right pod at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website again am I doing this right pod.com. And as always, don't forget to rate and review. It helps us grow and share this with your friends, especially if they're like 25 and a half, because TikTok motherfuckers <laughs> uh, running out of time. <laughs> All right. And we'll be back next week with another episode. We love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.